You're listening to Teddy Talks, Parenting from the Heart. This podcast is a collection of stories from my own journey as a parent, having raised three sons now aged 25, 27, and 28. I love sharing my learnings from my own parenting journey and the wisdom I gleaned from my own children over the years. The message you hear today may not be for you in the moment, but may come in handy sometime in the future. I will be covering various topics ranging from foundational parenting for those of you who are new to parenting, all the way through to what I call seasoned parenting for those of you who have adult children. Life is full of surprises, and as the saying goes, children don't come with an instruction manual. By sharing my stories with you, I hope to shine a light along your parenting path that may make your journey easier and more enjoyable. I invite you now to listen with an open mind and heart as I pour my heart out to you. Enjoy the episode. Oh, hello, hello, hello. It's um, Teddy here of Teddy Talks Parenting from the Heart. Welcome to everyone from anywhere in the world. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, this is Teddy Talks, Parenting from the Heart, and today is our first episode of my podcast, Parenting from the Heart, and today we're going to talk about the subject of children. <laughs> yes, that's how you become parents, you have children first. So my question to you is, why do you have children? Is it something that you've always known you're going to have? Or is it something that um, just happened by accident? Or is it something that was a surprise for you and decided, yeah, it's a good idea? Well, for me, my story is I've always known, even as a young child, that one day I will have my own children. Now, my ideal family was a boy and a girl, maybe two boys and a girl. Um, but I was always going to have a girl. As it turned out, I ended up having three sons. And I am forever grateful for the three boys that I have. And um, although I've uh, wanted a daughter um, for a long time, it wasn't until I saw my um in-laws my own siblings having daughters that i decided that i was very blessed with my three wonderful wonderful boys i never had any real challenges with the, my boys i went through life racing them being told all the time how my life must be difficult because i have three boys or that i should you know probably wait until they're teenagers and i will really know what having three boys is about but you know i never really had any big problems raising the three boys they have been very low maintenance as i've always said they've been either either they were born really really good or um i had good foundational parenting from the very beginning because from the moment that i um 
became apparent even before I became a parent. I already had a vision of what I would like to be, how I would like to be as a parent, and what my children are going to be like. Because I was looking at it from the point of view of how I was raised and where I came from, which is the Philippines. I came from a family of eight children and I am number five. So there was already um, a heap of kids by the time I turned up. And so I saw how my parents parented my elder siblings. And there were parts of their parenting that I kind of rebelled against, actually a lot. There was a lot about their parenting that I challenged. And I got, you know, chastised for it. I got punished a lot for um, breaking rules, breaking um, customs and traditions. But the punishment never scared me because I wanted to challenge the status quo because my, my elder siblings were just going along to get along um, with my parents, whereas I valued independence. I valued my freedom. I valued the freedom to think for myself and the freedom to discover for myself and the freedom to learn from my mistakes. And um, so there was a lot of um, disciplining that came from my father, who was very much a patriarchal um, disciplinarian. You know, he didn't even have to be around for us to be put in our place and to be, um, you know, uh, disciplined. My mother only had to say the words, wait till your father gets home before, you know, we, we behave <laughs> as we are expected to behave. Um, but as I said, as a child, I never really responded well to being controlled in that way. I wanted to discover things in the way that I wanted to discover them. And I wanted to, um, I challenged it because I wanted my younger siblings to also have a platform where they can feel that they have the freedom to also um, free uh, think freely for themselves and move freely um, as they think is fit for them. Although I understood that my father uh, was coming from the point of view of love and protection, and this is how he he expresses his love for his children, is to know that he's there to protect us. I rebelled against being controlled. Um, I saw that as a, um, a form of, you know, um, controlling the way I think. I wanted to think for myself, not think according to what my father wanted me to think. There was a lot of um, uh, uh, fear-based um, 
disciplining that was going on where even if I asked for permission, which was required to go anywhere, you know, to even if it's just next door, it, uh, there's a party next door. My father's first um, instinct is to say no. And uh, his excuse is always, there will be bad people there. It is because it is outside of his control. It's somebody else's house. He cannot dictate on other people's um, uh, parents, other children's parents on how to discipline them or me. So um, to, to keep me in line. So in order to protect me or any of my siblings really, um, he would rather, he would prefer that we didn't go to parties unless he was there to kind of keep us in line. And of course, that's not always the case. So I, in my, in my case, I had always snuck out of the house and um, went to the party anyway without his permission or against his permission because, um, you know, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to discover things. I wanted to learn what goes on in, in those events. And I wanted to experience it because that's what life is about. We are here to experience things and we learn from our experiences. So that was my drive was learning and um, experiencing life on my terms rather than on somebody else's terms, even if it was my protective father. So from that kind of um, background, I decided what kind of parent I was going to be. I was going to be a protective parent to a certain extent, but also allow my children um, freedom to think for themselves, to experience things. Uh, in a way, I took a lot of a lot from my father in terms of how I want to protect my children. Um, in in that becoming aware of what is out there and what could be a, a danger to my own children, and um, but using that. Um, as a as a background, I just made sure that my children are uh, aware and know how to look after themselves and what to look out for. And but they had a lot more freedom than I did. That's for sure. Um, although they would tell you that compared to other children, um, compared to the children that they grew up with, they had less freedom. So. I guess it's just a matter of um, which point of view you're coming from. But um, as far as I could see from where I came from, uh, my, my children were allowed more freedom. But I raised my children in such a way that I equipped them to be able to do things for themselves, to be able to think for themselves, to be able to question things. And uh, for sure, my middle son was the one who kind of um, perhaps took the torch from me, so to speak, 
in the sense that he was the one that challenged my rules. He was the one that challenged the um, the house policies, the family rules that I've set up for themselves. Um, and um, so through him, I was learning as well um, in, in terms of how far have I gone in, in protecting them? So am I being overprotective? Am I being unreasonable? So he was kind of my, my benchmark, um, my, uh, what do you call it? It's kind of like a, a barometer of um, whether or not I'm going too far with my protectiveness or um yeah so he challenged me a lot which made me kind of look at what i'm doing as a parent and maybe make the adjustments accordingly um to 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 not so so as not to sort of um uh, what do i call it um uh, can't think of the word to 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 confine them too much that's it not not to confine them too much and make it so uh that they would be too afraid to go out in the world so um i allowed certain um playovers where i know that the they, they will be uh, safe of course um i i um did the necessary checks to make sure they are safe. And when I, whenever I get alarm bells, then I, I kind of take precaution um, just to make sure that uh, I'm not putting them in a, in a uh, situation where they may be in danger. So um, with, with one of the children uh, being my barometer, it kind of worked very well because I have that feedback um, in terms of my parenting. And that's kind of what you need to be aware of as a parent is um, to, to be able to recognize the feedback that you're getting and understand what your child is actually telling you, what your child is communicating with you. And for me, communication was very, very uh, important. It's, it's a very, uh, it's one of the pillars of parenting that I would say, um, help me in uh, adjust making adjustments in my parenting and then making sure that my my children are feeling safe protected and loved and um, but not constrained too much that they would be uh, I don't know um, uh, not stagnate, but that not not retarded either. <laughs> so yeah, um, so it's it's a kind of balance. And one of the things um, that I learned uh, after my children have uh, grown up, see the, the the measure of your parenting. There there is no real end. Uh, um, result that 
you can kind of say, well, that's it. I've done it. Um, I'm done with parenting because uh, parenting is an ongoing thing, whether your children are, are in their teens or, or, you know, in their thirties, you're still a parent and they will still come to you, uh, for guidance, for advice. Um, at least that's, that's what you would hope. That's what I would hope. Um, and so, one of the things, one of the feedback that I got that was very, very valuable to me was when my um, middle son went traveling for six months to Asia, particularly Japan and Korea, where he spent three months in each country. I was um, a bit apprehensive at first, of course, because it's going to be a long time that he'll be away from home um, to a different country. Uh, and at the time, I have not been to Japan, so I don't know um, what's there, how safe he will be. But I had friends there that I could kind of uh, uh, call on if necessary, if if he needed any um, assistance at all. So uh, we, we put some uh, things in place to make sure that he is in contact and constant contact with us, that he is contactable at all times, that we know where he was. Um, he was in his, he, he had just finished high school. So he was 17 or 18 at the time. Um, and so he, he did very, very well. He made really good decisions when he uh, faced certain challenges, um, particularly when he went to Korea and um, he was quickly running out of funds and he didn't know uh, what he wanted to do next. He certainly didn't want to come back home because he felt like he would have, it, 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 it felt to him like a failure if he came home too early um, because, you know, uh, his plans didn't go according to what he had imagined it would go. Um, I gave him the option. I said, look, um, you either um, come back home now or find a way to stay there, um, you know, as, as a working um, uh, visitor or something. Because he, he was allowed to work 20 hours a week, but he had never had to look for work um, in another country where the, he didn't even speak the language. Um, so... It was a challenge for him. I gave him the option. I said I could, uh, you know, I could pay for his um, his uh, plane home because his ticket would not work uh, because he was coming home early. It would have to be canceled and then uh, book a new one because he he had a like a super saver kind of um, ticket where he couldn't uh, rebook it. He had to cancel it. So he didn't want to cancel his ticket and he wants to um, solve the challenge himself. And so the following day after that um, phone call, I was really worried. I couldn't sleep at night that night. And, you know, I um, heard from him the next day and he said, I got a job um, in a hotel. 
So not only did he find accommodation for free, because he could stay at the hotel, and he's um, working there as um, a housekeeper. So he part of his job was making sure that um, the rooms are cl cleaned after the guests are have left um, the room and clean it up for the new guests um, and then put the the washing on you know for for the linen and all that and also um, welcome guests if and when the um, manager is not around when guests arrive um, he had he was required to work certain hours a certain number of hours per week and then the rest of the time he can travel he can um, do whatever he wants he, any touristy stuff that he wanted to do at the time he uh, I think he was already into dancing at the time so he was able to get some dancing dance classes while he was there too and got to meet other dancers so he managed to stay the whole time the whole three months in Korea um and he got along really well with the manager of the the bed and breakfast hotel that he um he got into i was very very impressed at how he solved his dilemma and he had a lot a great time in korea he got um he met a lot of people he made good friends with the owner or the manager of the hotel i think he was also the owner and they kept in touch afterwards. And he came back to Australia at the end of that. And one thing he said to me, which is the most valuable feedback for me, was, Mom, he said, thank you so much for being such a good parent because I realized how good a parenting I got when I met other travelers from other countries who had no manners, no consideration pe for people um, and made a lot of noise when um, they, they knew full well that there were people still asleep and they didn't um, put away their their um, dishes after they ate um, they you know they didn't clean up after themselves and just all sorts of things that he was kind of was for him was kind of normal to do like if you make a mess, you freaking clean it up, you know, and he just could not understand why people didn't do that, you know, um, and they were like around his age or a little bit older than him. And so, um, you know, that's kind of the most valuable feedback that I got as a parent. And he was like 17 or 18 at the time. So when I was raising them, I didn't think of, oh, I hope that when they get to this age, they'll know what to do. Um, because I saw them doing the things that I sort of trained them to do as just a normal thing. This is just a thing. This is just things that you do day to day for yourself. Um, not because your parent wants you to do it, but because you're a decent human being and um, you want to add value to the world, to your environment, to your community, and this is how you do it. You know, you look after yourself, you look after your environment, and, um, and the world kind of um, 
becomes a better place, not just for you, but for the people around you. And so um, don't, don't worry about what other people are doing or not doing as long as you do your part as a human being. So for me, that was the feedback. I didn't raise them to become yes people or or people that do things because I expect them to do things a certain way, or um, I expect them to be decent human beings. They they choose to be that because they know what it feels like to add value to the world, to their community, and to this day, this is how they um, they live. They um, you know function day to day, and I am very proud of how my sons have turned out um, and I've seen them, you know, help each other out over the years. I've seen them be kind to each other and I've witnessed them be kind to others as well. And I've heard other people report back to me um, after having encountered my children and giving me compliments about how my children were with them, um, how they kind of treated them um as you know good people you know it, it, i think that's the best feedback you could get as a parent is when you realize that your children have turned out to be good people now were they born that way were they born um inherently good people maybe but maybe i i did some things right as well as a parent and i had expectations that you know i'm not gonna be around them all the time i'm not going to be around them forever so when i was raising them i was teaching them life skills that they can take with them growing up that they can take with them as adults that they can be proud of that they can survive without their mother <laughs> it's important for me because they were boys you know i don't want them to be dependent on a woman and you know i want their girlfriends to be able to live with them and not be burdened by the fact that they don't know how to cook i taught them how to cook I taught them how to wash their clothes. I taught them how to put away their clothes. I taught them how to clean up after themselves after they eat. You know, life skills that are going to be essential for them um, when it's their turn to live their lives on their own. So, you know, in another podcast episode, I will be talking about the value and the importance of chores and what you're actually giving your children when you give them chores to do and you um, give them responsibilities from a very young age, because that's when I started, you know, it's foundational. What I teach in parenting is foundational. So if you're a beginning parent, um, I hope um that you will be listening to this um podcast because there's always something um that you can learn if you if you're a, a a seasoned parent and you know someone who's about to become a parent or a, a young 
a parent to young children, I hope you will um, have the heart to share this with them because I, I would really appreciate it if I was a beginning parent and um, I, I were given these tips, I would be very, very appreciative. I know a lot of parents out there, young parents who are, who got into parenting, uh, you know, unplanned, unexpectedly, and are kind of stumbling their way through it. And I mean, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with that, but it would be more fun if you know kind of where the, the, the pitfalls are, where the, where the little traps are, where the potholes are, so you can avoid them. And also it would be nice to have a little peek into kind of the future, uh, so as you can kind of anticipate how to resolve a challenge that, you, that may come in the future. Because so one thing that I was, I think I was very good at as a, as a young mom is I had the knack of anticipating, you know, where the challenges would come from. And I made a point of being ahead of that challenge. So I, I made, made a point of being at least 10 steps ahead of the game for my, um, from the time that um, my children were babies. So that when the time comes, I, kind, I was more prepared in um, dealing with the challenge. And so, uh, you know, when these challenges come up, like if, if you come to me, uh, if you send me a message and tell me what, you're, what, what challenge you're facing or what you think you're going to be facing, um, you know, come and talk to me, send me a message, ask the questions, and I will, you know, together we can help unpack that, sort that out, and, you know, be more prepared for the challenges that will be coming to you. And as a parent um, of adult children, I can go back in my history um, from when the time my children were little, what sort of challenges I faced in those days and how I kind of dealt with it. Um, because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things, you know, and I can't talk about it all in one in one episode. So, it, I mean, every, episode I will be dealing with a particular challenge that I remember having um, in, in, in my life as a, as a parent, as a young mom. And I didn't have a lot of help in those days. I was pretty much single-handedly parenting because my husband was unavailable for the most part because he was the one who was working and I was the one who chose to be a stay-at-home mom. And um, so I had to be resourceful. I had to be really inventive and I had to be able to rely on myself and um, make sure that my children can rely on me. So there, there, there was a lot that I had to learn to do for myself as, as pretty much like a single parent because by the time my husband came home from work he was tired he was just not interested in the parenting part he just wanted to relax his mind and um you know rest his mind from everything that you know all the challenges that he went through for the day i mean of course there was always that was always a cost 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 of conflict for both of us
in those days, and we were both learning as parents because the challenges for him are different as it was for me. So there has to be some kind of understanding there, which eventually we got to. We got to learn um, what our roles are, what it means for us. Um, and, and we were able to, you know, kind of balance it eventually. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that um, we had to go through. Um, as people, and as I always say, parenting is not about your children. It's always about you, the parent, um, and you sort yourself out so you can become a better parent. And you can only teach what you know. So if you're not feeling empowered, how can you teach empowerment to your child? How do you teach your child to be an empowered human being if you yourself are not if you're feeling helpless and and hopeless and don't know how to pick yourself up so those are things that you know myself and my husband had had to learn um growing up as parents so uh, these are the things that we're going to uh, sort of go through in my podcast um sharing with you what i've learned over the years as a parent and just to go back to the question that I asked in the beginning, why do you have children? You know, what is your purpose? Why do you have children? What is it that you want for yourself? And what is it that you um, want for them? Eventually, they're going to tell you what they want for themselves. And that's going to be another podcast. So um, just to circle back to the beginning i had children because i wanted to add value to the world i wanted to experience it we come to this time space reality to experience life to find joy in that experience and for me as a child parenting to become a parent to have my own children was an experience that i wanted to have because i think there is so much to enjoy about raising children i helped raise my little sister you know i i sort of thrived in that environment i i was in my element nursing my my little sister and eventually my nephew my first nephew i doted on um, it was unfortunate that I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with him. I had three years with him before I had to move to Australia and, and be so, so far away from him. But we kind of stayed connected in mind and spirit. So, um, and I'll talk about that in another episode. But, you know, I raised my children. I had children because I wanted the experience of becoming, of being a parent, of being a mother, because there is so much joy in motherhood that you just can't get in any other, you know, from any other experience. You gotta live through it. You gotta uh, live the day-to-day -day, um, experience of being a mom to be able to appreciate it. And um, that's one thing that I wanted to have. So I had children. That's why I had children. It was something I wanted to um, live and fill, um, fill my life with. Um, and so, yeah, um, in, on that note, I want to close this podcast and I hope you'll join me again in my next one. 
Um, if there's any particular subject that you want me to cover um, for the next episode, uh, future episodes, uh, please uh, send me a message and um, we'll see what we can do. And I hope you'll join me next time. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. You're listening to Teddy Judson, Empowered Parenting Coach, helping parents navigate their parenting journey by teaching them how to tap into their inner power so they can face their day-to-day parenting challenges with confidence and become the outstanding role models for their children. You can find out more about Teddy at her website, teddytalks.com.au. If you have any questions about any of the episodes, please send her an email on teddy at teddytalks.com.au. Thank you.